you to take your last breath and you know Jesus Christ, that he has a place for you in heaven. Amen. So I want you guys to hear that right out of the shoulder. But how many people got a lot of friends? I know we got a lot of them right here. Amen. Got family. And, and this is the crazy thing. I try to sometimes, you know, where my, my day job, I'm working, I'll tell somebody, I said, well, you know such and such? And they go, uh, yeah. I said, well, that's such and such cousin. Because that's such and such grandma's sister. And such and such. And they go, how, is all, how do you keep this straight? I go, I don't. I just treat everybody like family, then we're okay. You know? And I think that's the best way. And I think that's what the Lord would have us to do. But, you know, I, I was spending a lot of time with uh, Miss Geraldine. Miles mom went home to be with the Lord. And I've had the privilege of spending time with her. And I spoke last night uh, at her funeral, at her celebration of life, let me say that. And, and I tell you, I, I, she, she really helped me work on this message this week, opening her life up to, to her family and friends and seeing the faith that she had in Christ always, but especially in the last days, is amazing. Miles told me the other day, he said, called me and said, Mom says she's going home to have supper and have dinner with Jesus. I said, well, I need to get over there and tell her, tell her, bye. Got over there, Miss Geraldine, laid in bed, eyes closed, and I did what I always do when I come over to visit. What are you doing in that bed? What are you doing in that bed? She reached over, gave me a hug, gave me a kiss, said, I thank you for everything you've done, and moved me back off and kept on praising the Lord. Praising the Lord. Well, Miss Geraldine didn't make dinner, but she sure did breakfast. She made breakfast and, and for, for moving in the next morning there. And it's a tough time. I know we have others that, that sometimes even when things happen suddenly, you know, it's it's tough on your heart. Don't miss an opportunity each day to tell somebody you love them. Don't miss an opportunity to hug somebody. Don't miss an opportunity to forgive somebody. And sometimes that starts in the mirror. Amen. So with that being said, let's just go ahead and jump in. I, I promise I wasn't going to be too long, but y'all might just have to love me through it. Amen. Well, this verse right here, I think this is a good wedding verse. It's a good burying verse. It's a good living verse. Amen. It's a good life verse. And it's Romans 15, 7 says, therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. That sounds real good, don't it? Harder to do than you think, isn't it? Because we just don't understand how come they don't dress like me? How come they don't have a haircut like that? How come they don't? We want to put everybody in our little mold. But let me tell you, aren't you glad that God has has got a sense of humor? Amen? I wouldn't pick me to preach. I'm going to tell you that right now. God is amazing. And he will use anybody that's open to the gospel. Amen? Are you open to the gospel message? But I see over and over, a lot of times I was sitting there thinking, I said, man, you know, we we got a lot of friends. I mean, shoot, I got 5,000 friends on Facebook. I'm sure everybody would come over to my house if I needed them, right? Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's what I thought. My dad used to tell me, he said, son, if you've got a few good friends, you've been blessed. I think you guys have been blessed over and over. I know I have. And that's the, the beauty of a church family as well. Because you know what? When one hurts, they all hurt and we pull together. When there's a need, we pull together. Notice I did not say we are perfect. Amen. Talking about the guy up front. Preaching to me first as I say every week. You know, but I'm going to tell you what. We're going to love each other through it and we're going to keep our eyes on Christ. So with that being said, somebody say amen and we're going to jump in. Well, let's take a look at friends. I'm going to keep this pretty brief. Man, I love that picture. Miss Tanya does a great job pulling all this together. Because if you had me, I'd have stick men up there and hieroglyphics and everything else. And I wrote, I said, a true friend is a true blessing. Can I get an amen there? 
I said, but guess what? Our friends can let us down at times. Everybody said, oh, me. But we do let people down at times. We don't set out to do that. And then last night when I was going through my notes, while y'all were sleeping real good, uh, I wrote this down. I said, good friends are hard to find, but they are all worth keeping, even if they're not perfect. I think that's a lot of truth to that. I think God was working overtime last night, wasn't he? That's good. Well, let's take a look at this. Our scripture from Ephesians 4, 31, 32 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. I thought, my gosh, that, took, that just took care of my first 30 years of my life right there. <laughs> Be kind and compassionate to one another. Y'all ready for the underlying part? Forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. Woo! Next time we want to jump on somebody, think about how much you've been forgiven. You know, the guys in the neighborhood, man, they said, man, you used to just be, you know, mean. And now you crying all the time. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, when God gets a hold of your heart, man, he softens that thing up. The other week, man, I was preaching. I was going along with something. Man, I was over here. And you can always tell when I get going because I start getting high in the voice. <laughs> and everybody's going, stop, stop. And I look at the big guys, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Scott told people, hello, oh, bro. Because <laughs> God will do a change in your life, man. And I found out, you know what I used to think? I said, man, when I'm growing, I'm a, I'm a man. The Buckrow uh, conduct. I make them, I'll solve them, right? I made a whole lot more problems than I could solve. I mean, Jesus, how about y'all? I mean, we do. Everybody does. But you know what? If we could just take a look at that. Forgiving each other just as Christ. Just as in Christ, God forgave us. The more that I realize that I have been forgiven, the more I want to pass it on. How about y'all? He didn't just die on the cross for me, for everyone. But you need to make it personal. Today, you know, a lot of times you say, well, don't take it personal. Take this personal. Jesus died for your sin. Amen. I want y'all to grab hold of that today. And I was just looking through here. I said, you know, usually what happens in most of our life is we get to get rid of all bitterness. See, the way we usually respond, we want to get bit, bitter, but God desires for us to get better. Amen? And getting better is not going to happen on your own, right? You might just have a little bit longer fuse. That's it. Okay, I'm going to free nothing now. I'm going to free nothing now. And then they, you know? But when God starts changing your heart, everything else will fall in. Amen? Guess what? Here's, here's a newsflash. I want to talk to you all about this. When you get saved, which means when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, ask the Lord to come into your life, forgive you all your sin, because the Bible is very clear that so all is sin and fall short of the glory of God. So we're all on the same sheet, right? We all miss the mark. Amen. And when we do that, if you think that you're never going to blow it again, you're wrong. Amen. Pastor Buddy did not say live any way you want. What I'm telling you is get back up. Get back up in the game. Turn from that thing that's, that's, that's working on you. Trust in the power of God. Trust in the Holy Spirit to lead you to make better decisions and things like that. But one thing is so great. You're secure in Him. Amen? What does unconditional love mean? It means no conditions. I said, that's, 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 uh, I can get that. I like when God makes it simple. You know? he got to make it simple for me. I love you unconditionally. You mean even if my hair's messed up? Unconditionally. Even when you got morning breath? That's right. Yeah, whatever it is. Even when I do something stupid. Yeah. God sees your best in you, even on your worst day. Now, I'm going to tell you what. A lot of times I think 
all of us can get down a little bit. This time of year, you know, you see different things. A lot of times people get overwhelmed. Suicide, different things like that, man. Keep your ears on. Always be, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's not what you say. It's just how much you listen. Amen. Some of my best friends are good listeners. Now, I don't know if they'll say the same thing about me, but it's nice to have a good friend if it's a good listener. Amen. I'm trying to be that friend. But I tell you what, and when I do speak, I pray that I give you counsel from God's word. Because that's what's going to change our lives. That's what's going to hold true. Amen. So as we look at this, I think I, I, I read a few things and I just want to read this out of my notes about unforgiveness. Amen. Unforgiveness in, imprisons people to their past. Can I get an amen there? It will shackle you to what used to be. Now, anytime I preach on forgiveness, I always like to throw this in there. We're not to be a Christian doormat. When we forgive somebody, that does not mean that we agree with the offense. Amen? But it means that we refuse to be shackled to that any longer. Amen? And I had some good notes here. I want to look at this. As you say, you know, what does that mean? And just what I said. I said, as long as you are unwilling to forgive the offender in the offense, you keep it alive. The pain is there. You're picking the scabs off all the time. You don't allow healing to set in. Amen? I know this is tough. You say, buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what somebody did to me. You don't know what somebody said to me. You're right, I don't. But God does. And this is his word. What did he say here? Forgiving each other just as in Christ, God forgave you. Man. But you know what? You can't do it on your own. You need the Holy Spirit to help you. That's why we need Jesus in our life to continue to move forward. Amen? But I tell you what. Unforgiveness imprisons you. To the past. It shackles you to the pain. You play it over and over and over. Have you ever had a had somebody that just felt like did you wrong? You don't have to raise your hand, don't have a point. You know, people say and you know, I really believe people don't set out to do you wrong. And just sometimes we don't choose the best as we get going. Amen. And and I thought, man, isn't that isn't that the truth? How many people can think of a name if you heard somebody's name, I don't know who it may be, and when you hear that name, your jaw gets tight. <laughs> Is anybody named, uh, let's pick Mildred. No Mildreds, I'm safe. I just threw that out there. Yeah, say, well, Mildred's going to be here. And everybody goes, oh, oh, man. Oh, Millie coming, right? Or whoever it may be. But we usually have that one person sometimes. What would happen if you start praying for that person? Now, now you're meddling now, aren't you? <laughs> Golly. Lock the door, Tim. Let's get this right. <laughs> yeah, what would happen if we would just pray for that other person? You know, what happens if we would just say good things about that first person for a little bit? Find one good thing. I've been married a long time. I've been married so long. I've been married two times. Right? And, and, and one of my things is when we have our discussion. See, when you're Christians, you don't argue. You just say you have a discussion. <laughs> no, don't help me. Right? Scott, remember this. I said, baby, can you just tell me one good thing? Just one good thing. Right? Because that breaks the ice sometimes. You know? I know a couple in here I won't I won't sort out. They went <laughs> they went out and they had did some family stuff and they went to the cemetery and they looked all around and cleaned the graves off of their loved ones and everything else. And you know, someone said, you know, this and here lies this one, here's that. And the husband said to the wife, said, honey, well, what would you write on my tombstone? She thought for a minute. And she said, 
Well, you're a good worker. <laughs> I don't know if they're here today. <laughs> I can't see real far back there in this area, but it's a true story. <laughs> so we have a little family joke. We say, well, he's a good worker. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, just give me one good thing. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we laugh at that. But man, wouldn't, wouldn't that change everything if we could just find one good thing about that person? Right? One good thing. You know, sometimes the world won't find one good thing with you if you buy the lie. But I'm going to tell you what. God finds many, many, many good things. He says, you are my masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Do you feel like a masterpiece? I didn't feel like a masterpiece when I got up. I had chicken hair, had a guitar cord in between my leg, a little ear and whatever, something on the side of my bed that I should have cleaned up. I'm trying to get all up and everything else. I was like, man, it's sometimes it's not about the way you feel is what I'm getting at. It's about what God, the Word of God says. And then we align with that. Okay? A lot of times, well, I, I don't feel safe. Well, what does that feel like? Everything perfect? Everything? What does the Word of God say? He says, you know what? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Has anybody ever heard of God lying? Ping. I could drop a pen. Nobody. So if he said it, he's got a pretty good track record on <coughs> I'm going with Jesus. I talked to a guy the other day, yesterday, and I mentioned it a little bit. Had a friend, hadn't seen him in a long, long time. And, uh, he sent me a note. He said, hey, man, I haven't seen you. He said, I saw you. Saw you down. You must have been going to your mama's house. You was in hot pursuit. He said, you just come out of the new Wawa's. The new Wawa's had gas cheap, man. I'm going to tell you what. You need to pray for some people at the new Wawa's down there. Everywhere. I got her little egg bowl, bacon dish or whatever, and I went in. Going. But I don't ever want to get too busy where I, I don't take time with people. So I figured my buddy wanted to talk to me. He's been through a lot of different things. He said, you know, man. He said, uh, you know, I asked God for change in my life, but I didn't know I was going to have to start a new job and everything else. I said, well, you know, it's not like he left you. And as I'm talking, and I haven't talked to him in years, right? And I said, my, my favorite question to ask people, well, brother, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you're going to heaven? Well, I hope so. I said, good thing you called. You don't have to hope so. You can know so. Because the word of God, we, we don't, man, I tell you what, before I knew Jesus, I was like, oh, well, I ain't never, I ain't never killed nobody. That's about the only thing I can say. But then I read God's word. It said, if you hate somebody, it's just like you kill them. Ooh, that's strict. I need Jesus. When we start looking at the word of God, we need Jesus. Amen. And as soon as that light bulb comes off, you say, well, what I got to do to grab hold of him? Ask him in your life. So I talked to my friend. I said, man, you know, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? He said, No. And I explained the gospel, the good news, Jesus' death, burial, rest, resurrection on the cross for all of our sins. Amen. And he goes, well, that's not usually a good sign if somebody says, well, I believe, as we say, I believe that this guy, you know, there's Allah and this and that and that. I didn't jump on him. I didn't. I just love him where he was at. And I said, so where'd you get that information, bro? That's just what I think. Well, I said, well, let me tell you what the Bible says, right? The Bible says there's one way to heaven. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. See, what happens is we get in the world and we start believing, yeah, whatever. It ain't going to be a whatever when you're standing at the gate. Amen? It's going to be, do I know you? Right? The question is, do you know him? 
today. Amen? Forgiveness is a powerful thing. And it starts with us. But I'm going to tell you what. God is willing to forgive us of all our sin. Think about that. Let's just, this is it. How many people owe a little bit of money on the, on the house or on a car or on something? On something. On a dishwasher. I don't know. I'm thinking something big. Jeff got it two hands up and one foot. We're going to pass the hat for you, brother. <laughs> That's all right. I'm with you. Right? What happens if I just say, you know what, this isn't a beautiful day here today. I'll tell you what, Miss Tiny, bring the church checkbook over here. We're just going to pay off everybody's debt. <laughs> Man, the women club would have to get a spinning revolving door out there, right? Why is it, as good as that sound, if you think about all your sin being paid in full, we go, yeah. You see where I'm going with that? I just want to use that as an illustration. If you could be set free from that, right? That's small. God offers you to have your sin debt paid in full. Amen? That's what I'm talking about. I want you to hear that today. It's not about stuff. It's about the Savior. Amen? Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We're going to keep on rolling here. How about family? Oh, man. This could be a tough one in here. If you're not related, say so. No. <laughs> well, guess what? You're in the KTP family, so you're in too. I'm telling you, man. When I, when I married into Denise's family, they had a family reunion. And I thought, well, I work with that guy. I, know, I play music with that guy. I know that, I know that guy over there. And somebody said, hey, how you doing? I didn't know you was dating my cousin. I, I didn't know I was either. <laughs> I didn't know. So listen, I just treat everybody like family, you know? And then you, you're better off that way. Amen. But let's just go on to that. I said, if you have family, you need forgiveness. Somebody say amen. Amen. And I wrote this down. I started giggling when I was writing this down. I said, you know, this is what I found, Pastor, and and just knowing people. Most families are not as happy as they put on to be. That's a broad statement. That wasn't like, why is he talking to us? (laughs) Did you say something? (laughs) You know, you got family. You got, you got, what does my wife say? Issues. You have issues. <laughs> but bro, Trey, you got some problems, right? So check it out. I thought, well, look at this. I said, even the Brady Bunch had problems. Look at Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Groovy, right? It won't always groovy, you know? Different things like that. Jan, she was the middle child. She had a little problem, you know? All that. Even Alice had problems, right? Man, they treated her rough. That woman never got a day off. <laughs> What else? Oh, well, oh, well, okay, that's just one show. How about if we go over to the beaver? Leave it to beaver. Amazing, right? Him and Wallet didn't get into it, but they always got it solved in 30 minutes. It's amazing. Everything got good. And then they had Eddie Haskell. Y'all remember Eddie Haskell? <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Cleaver. Anybody got one of those in your family? Don't raise your hand. Just go, huh? <laughs> yeah, the yes man. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mr. Cleaver, that's it. Yes, Grandma, everything's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. But it is amazing. You know, it has, and we have some of those in life, right? Everything's good, and then and then 20 minutes into the show, he's telling yeah, me, you ought to just run away, draw the foreign legion. <laughs> you think so? Well, Eddie told me. You know, <laughs> you got to watch speaking into people's lives, right? We want to speak good things. Amen. Look at this. Ephesians 1, 5, 1 says this, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. 
When somebody looks at you, do they say, man, they know Jesus? Or do they say, man, they need to know Jesus? I probably get a little of both over there, you know, depending on how, how long the line is a food line, right? You probably see a little bit of everything out there. Man, don't pull out in front of somebody out there. Whew, man, something else. Everybody gets crazy. Have y'all seen some of those videos, like on Black Friday? Little old lady strangling a kid trying to get her widescreen TV or something like that? <laughs> get my pain! It's amazing. We get all excited about stuff like that, man. I'll tell you what, that's why I said, Denise, I ain't going out there. She's tough. You get out there. Hold the door, Grandmama, she's coming in. Oh, man. Anybody doing any Black Friday shopping by any chance? Well, I hope I like it. <laughs> I hope I like it. Man, a lot of people are shopping online now, right? Doing a lot of different things like this. You said, buddy, what does this have to do with the message? Because you know what? I like preaching right where we're at, right? Do you know what? Do you know how many people know this? That they have a Bible app for your phone. Right? That's not new news, but some people do. They do. Guess what? Download it. It's free. But then guess what? Read it. Here's what. Here's something else. It'll read it to you. I like that. I'm going, how did they say that guy's name? Oh, Nicodemus. Oh, okay, yeah. Man, it's amazing the things that we have that would, we could use to draw us closer to God. But it's the very thing that we put in between us and God. Amen? Pretty amazing. But I tell you what. With family... It's something else. Did y'all ever have this? I know my sister. If she listens to this later, she's going to know it's true. My sister was older. My sister would pick on me. This is the thing she loved to do that drove me crazy to this day. I would walk, and she would kick the bottom of my heel. I'm walking. Next thing I'm going like this. You know, I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. And see, you have trouble even in the Chapman household, right? My dad was pretty strict. Mom, she just loved you anyway. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. My dad said, one more time. That was it. So this is what happened in our house. See, my sister would get in trouble because she was older. She said, set the example. Right? Y'all ever get caught in this catch 22? Mm-hmm. And all the sisters like, look, man, look at the glands on that front row. Everybody's like, mm. <laughs> this is not just been for y'all. This has been for everybody. <laughs> what did you tell her? What did you tell her? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you're the oldest, you should have known. But it's just me and, me and my sister. So so I was the youngest, right? So I figured anything goes wrong. You know? You need to grow up. Stop being a baby. Now let's pick it on me. Suck it up, boy. Stop doing that. Back and forth. So guess what? It was all level with pops. You're going to do right. How about that? But then later on, you know... When my dad got a little age on him, man, I said, man, your dad is cool, man. Your dad is, man, your dad is awesome, man. That's how I said, you don't live with him. Come home late. Mess up and think you're only going to cut the front yard and not both your both front and back. How many know what I'm talking about? You got to cut everything. You know, you can't say, I'll just cut the front yard. I'll do that tomorrow. The job ain't done. Get back there, boy. But they're going to the beach. Yes, they are. And if you want to make it, Get on out there. The job is not over until the job is over. And I got to tell you this. I know I know this to be just out in my heart. I cannot find it in the scripture. But I got a funny feeling they were going to have, they're going to have, they're going to have weed eaters in hell. I know it. I hate them things. Y'all would tell me to step down as your pastor if you see me work with one of those. I have had all kinds. I had the gas power ones. Cooperated messed up. 
leak gas down your back, everything else. I've had the little ones, so you can manhandle them, right? Then the last one, I had the double pumper with the thing on the side. It was so big that I had to put, wait, Denise said, you're not going to wear that out there. I said, I've got to wear it. I had a strap on it. I looked like one of the side working crew. Had a little triangle out there. I mean, I'm cutting bricks and everything with that. I'm out there. She said, get the dog in the house. Get the dog in the house. And then you're out there going. Don't have 20 minutes on it. Can't start it. You know what I did, don't you? I did the Christ I say. I threw it into the abyss. In the middle of the circle, she said, you get out there and get that. I ain't going. My neighbor's going. So you know what? We have somebody cut our grass down. I just work overtime. Whatever y'all want to do, let me know what I owe you. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I know people, people that dad, oh my God, dad's got the weed eater. Don't, mom, don't let him have the weed eater. You know? There's things in life that we just let, just set us off, don't Why does that get me irritated? I just, oh man, I'm trying so hard, trying to make it look good and everything else. And it doesn't always turn out. It's the same in life with everything. Sometimes we try so hard and it just doesn't turn out. So what do we do? Stomp and throw a fit? We probably do. But I'm going to tell you what. We can turn it over to God. Lord, help us, therefore, to be imitators of God and his beloved children. Amen. We need a little help with that, somebody. Other than me? Anybody else? Thank you, Miss Robin. I'm going to pray for the rest. (laughs) (laughs) Only one to raise their hand. Oh, and then now Bob trying to get up. Yeah, well, I was kind of up. (laughs) All good, bro. We need it, don't we? Woo-hoo. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where I'm at on this thing. We have a good time. But I tell you what, over and over, family is amazing. And I'm going to tell you what, just like I've said over the last few few weeks and things, and we've dealt with some loss and our church family and families and, and uh, others here have, have done the same thing. But I have never, ever, ever had somebody that I sit with them on their deathbed and they ask for their checkbook, for their trophies, for any of that. They want their family. They want their family to know about the Lord. They want their family to know it's going to be okay. And and I know this. We always don't have that privilege of the countdown. Amen? I'm going to tell you what. So you can start counting down today. Let people know that you know the Lord. Do they know the Lord? Let people know that you know what? It's going to be okay. And when we do leave this place, as Miles has told me many times, he's had, he's had a full year. He lost his daddy this year. Lost his mama this year. Lost his dog this year. That's tough. But he said, you know what? He said, when they took the last breath here, they took the first breath there. See, we can live with that as believers. It's just a matter of time until we get there. But you know what? It's about the decision that you make today. And it's all about with forgiveness. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We're on a, we a breakaway here. I just want to give you some, we always give a handout if you want to write down things and stuff like that because everybody learns a little different. Some's got to see it, some's got to write it down, some's got to hear it, some's got to hear it over and over and over. I'm preaching to me. And uh, so let's read a couple of things that God's promises say. First John 1 19 says, If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us of what's that word? From what? All. All unrighteousness. Amen. The Lord is faithful. He's got a great track record. 
He paid the ultimate price. He paid our sin debt in full. Amen. That's what we got here. Isaiah 43, 25. It says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sin no more. Aren't you glad when God, it's not that he's not able to remember things. It's gone. It's dealt with. How many wish that you could forget some of those things? Why are you bringing them back up? God's already dealt with that. You ever had that person that always said, it doesn't matter. I'll tell you, especially, especially as a preacher, it's crazy. Got to tell you this one right here just popped in my mind. <coughs> Went to the doctor the other day. And everybody knows what type of doctor you go to when you get 50 years old. <laughs> Thank you. Up and coming. And I go to check out. And the little girl takes it. Well, she was, she's about my age. But anyway, she takes it takes it and says, buddy Chapman. <laughs> I go, uh-oh. Buddy Chapman. And she goes, do you remember me? I'm thinking, you kind of look familiar. <laughs> no. I said, oh. And she told me her name. I said, oh, you're Frankie's sister. Sign answer. I said, oh, I remember when you were little. Yeah. She said, you know what's crazy? She said, two weeks ago, me and my sister were talking about when you used to ride wheelies. You remember when you used to ride wheelies? Yeah, I said, yeah. She said, man, you were good at that. You remember when the tire fell off and you went in the road? We thought you were dead. (laughs) Forty years, and that's the memory they got of me, right? I'm thinking, golly. I can only imagine how my colonoscopy is going to turn out. (laughs) You remember five years ago when you were here? (laughs) My goodness. Let's keep on going with that. Man, Ephesians 1 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sin. Amen. Paid in full. Right here. Colossians 1 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sin. Amen. Has anybody ever been lost? Does anybody remember J.M. Fields in Riverdale? How can you get lost there? Don't ask me how old I was. About 17. No. <laughs> I was about seven. See, what happened was, and this was crazy. I had all my family, my grandma, my cousin, my uncle, my mom, my dad, everybody else in there. And then me and my sister would do what we always do. We would jump in between the clothes and jump out and try to scare people. You know? All that. There you go. I'm praying for you. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey! You know? Oh, we just love that. Until they start putting the extra little rack in there. You jump out, hit your head. <laughs> so I know I'm looking around and I remember. I remember they had a mini bike. It was purple. It was in the back. So you can remember these things. And I told my cousin, I said, they got a mini bike back here. Come on. He said, okay. I was in route. Turn, go down. Go. I said, where's he at? He's gone. And it was around Christmas time, right? Looking around, I couldn't find anybody. I think panic set in, amen? I needed rescued. Oh, yes. So, living where I live, growing up where I did, having the family that I did, the first thing I did is go see if they left me. <laughs> I went to the car. I said, he is with He really did leave me. But then, you know, you did say, if you ain't here, I'm going to leave you. He left. I go out there. 
And it was getting late. They were even, you, do y'all remember this? You remember the big old wooden Santa Claus building out there in front of Kresge's? I'm going back now, man. Everybody that's like, like 40 years old and under going, what is he talking about? Yeah, you had a, they had that there. I mean, they were taking the pillow out of Santa and everything, man. It was like, oh, this ain't good. I came back in there. I was like, and then I'm like, you know that lip gets over here. I'm up there. I get up to the counter. And the lady's up there. She goes, can I help you? I said, my parents are lost. <laughs> I was young, but I won't know. I won't know. I'm going to confess. I said, I think my grandma's lost too. <laughs> we have a little boy here that has a lost family. <laughs> He's about yay high, and, this, and his name is Buddy. My grandma popped out between like these sneakers and stuff. What are you doing? Get over here. Everybody come up there circling the wagons. And I'm looking, they were looking for me. I was already with grandma. I was safe then, but I was hanging with grandma. Where's he at? I'm with grandma. I'm with grandma. Everything's good when you're with grandma, boy. Anything good. Can we get some peanut butter cookies and some jello? That was her favorite. Man. But I was rescued. Many of us sitting here today don't even realize that we need to be rescued. Let's look at that again. It says, for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave all our sin. You know, I'm going to go back to our, our other slide here. I want y'all to look at this real close. Romans fifteen seven. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given glory. How does that all tie together, buddy? Everybody needs forgiveness, you heard the song. Everybody needs compassion. How compassionate are you? You know? You know what to change all that? A good dose of Jesus, amen? You might be here today and you say, well, buddy, I, you know, let me ask you all this question that I ask many times to everybody, just like I said to my friend. If you were to die tonight, if we were preaching your funeral, right? Will we be able to say, well, I know so-and-so is going to heaven? Not because they got a nice tie. Not because they put something in the church plate. Not because of anything else other than what happened on that cross. Jesus Christ plus nothing. We just need to grab hold of that. So friends, as we have a great time here, can you imagine the great time that there will be when we get to heaven? Amen. No more pain. No more sorrows. Nothing but God's best in person. And I tell you what, some of these old bodies get a little, little rough around the edges, amen? I can't wait to get that new body. I got two new knees and a shoulder the last 10 months and I feel good. Bring on the rest. Amen? But it won't be man-made. It'll be handmade. My God. I want you to hear that. Can't imagine the celebration going on up there today. But you know, God is so gracious, He gives us a little bit of that here on earth. He gives us friends. He gives us family. He gives us peace. He gives us forgiveness. And He gives us grace. So, with that being said, I'd like you to bow your head and open your heart to what I'm about to share with you. Don't leave here 
the same way you came in if you don't know Jesus. Lord, I'm praying for each one here, each one will hear uh, on the internet later. Can you say, I know today if I was to take my last breath that I would be dead. You can know. Why would you put it off? Everybody got so excited, thought, wow, that would be great if I was debt free. How much better is it to be sin debt free? It's been paid in full. That sounds great, buddy. How do I get how do I get that? You get it by faith. You get it by trusting the Lord. Yeah, but you don't know my past. God did, and he still sent his son. Amen. Jesus willingly came to pay your sin debt and my sin debt. Remember I said, make it personal. So if that's something you want to receive today, I'm not going to tell you to stand up. I'm not going to come where you are. I'm just going to say, look right here so I can pray for you. If today's the day you need to ask the Lord to come into your life, just look up here so I can pray for you. Amen. I'm going to pray with you. And if this is your prayer from your heart, you just pray it from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I'm putting my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, Lord. I believe you're the Son of God. And today, Jesus, come into my life and save me. And the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody. I prayed that prayer and I believe that Jesus Christ is my Savior. If you're here and you say, buddy, I've done that, but I've strayed away, I've walked away, I've done this and that and everything else. Well, guess what? You're in the right crowd. Because we all miss the mark. I'll tell you what. God says, come on home. That's an unconditional love. And it's here for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. All right. Anybody else know what we're going to do? We're going to eat some cake. <laughs> In just a minute. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I tell you, just like many things we do here at KTP, we don't have no script. We're going to get with it. So I'm going to ask this time as the party from this side, from the, the groom side, to come on up and stand with me. Can you, can, can you slouch? <laughs> can somebody give me a chair? Come on up, Nick. Let's get on in there. That's good. And now the beautiful ladies on this side. I'd like y'all to stand for the bride for just a moment. Come on up. Y'all stand up there. All right. Very good. Uh-oh. Baiting you on post, ain't you? Good. I wanted to share a few things. Because, uh, we get started here. This is wonderful. And I want to share a little scripture while we're getting things underway. And I want to also say this again, you know. Thank you for sharing this special time with us. Why don't you guys turn this way? Everybody want, they want to see you pretty face. Y'all turn this way. There you go. Nicholas, get right over there. We'll do the stair step with everybody. Looking good. Looking good. All right. Can you put them flowers over here? Right there. No, no, no. A, a, a little lower. <laughs> we have a good time, don't we? I got to say this. Everybody come in. Somebody said, man, you look nice with a tie. I don't usually have a tie on. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. Somebody said, man, that, you can clean up good, don't you? Jeff said, boy, you sure enjoy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love you too, bro. <laughs> we have a great time, man. Thanks so much for being here. But this is what I was saying. For you guys to, to open up this special time with all of us is a blessing to us, isn't it? So just give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing already. 
All right. I'd like to read a little scripture here, and I think it's something we all could uh, listen to. It talks about love. We think we know what love is, don't we? We, we, we do on this day. Hair turned loose and everything else. Y'all remember this, okay? Here we go. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It is not easily angered. So that's why I try. <laughs> Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Amen? That's the type of love that God has for us. And they have God in the center of their life. That doesn't mean that they won't have some bumps and bruises. But you know what? As a family and a church family, we can come alongside of them and encourage them. We can come around and give them godly counsel. We can come around there and say, hey, you know what? I understand. But you know what? With God, all things are possible. Do you think it's just by chance we're preaching on forgiveness today? Amen? Because everybody needs forgiveness, right? Everybody needs that. Everybody needs to be a little patient at times, right? Yes, absolutely. And the only other thing I thought I'd say before we get into this, I asked them, I said, how'd y'all meet? I said, I've known her all my life. <laughs> See, they're saying, that, that's good, that's good. Because you know what? A lot of times the very thing that we really need is right in front of us. The very person that God has picked is right in front of us and we don't realize it. So I'm glad that after several years, that, that you know what? He said, I saw the light, I saw the light. That's amazing. So I, I just thank you guys so much for letting us be a part of this. And uh, with that, we're going to open up our service for y'all's special day. Lord, I just thank you today as we come to you and just uh, standing before so many friends and family, but ultimately before the cross, Lord, before the throne of God, Lord, we serve a living, raised Savior. And Father, I thank you for this privilege and this time for our friends and family to come together. Lord, I pray that maybe somebody heard something that they hadn't heard before. Maybe it just jarred their heart today to draw closer to you. And everything we say and do, we want to point back to you and give you glory. And today, as we just come to just join uh, Scott and Ann and just holy matrimony, Father, we, we come to you first. And we ask your blessing upon this, this union. We ask your blessing upon uh, the rest of us to encourage them as we move forward. And Father, I thank you for each one here today. And everybody said Amen. Well, I'm going to get you to come on over there, Shorty. And get you have you right here. I'm going to ask you. I want, we want to see y'all. Right and I'm going to ask you to just take her hand and look her in her eye and repeat after me, all right? I'm going to go slow because I get all excited. I'll probably start crying myself. You repeat after me to your beautiful soon-to-be bride. David, this your uncle about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, Lord, thank you for, for the gift of joy. I'd like you to repeat after me. I, Scott, take you, Ann, to be my wife, my constant friend, my faithful partner, and my love from this day forward. In the presence of God, our family and friends, I offer you my solemn vow to be your faithful partner in sickness and in health, in good times and in bad, in joy and in sorrow. I promise to love you unconditionally. 
to honor and respect you. And to cherish you. As long as we both shall live. Amen. And it's your turn. I am, take you Scott. To be my husband. To be my constant friend. My faithful partner. And my love from this day forward. In the presence of God. Our family. Our friends. I offer you my solemn vow. To be your faithful partner. In sickness and in health. In good times and in bad. In joy. And in sorrow. I promise to love you unconditionally. To honor and respect you. And to cherish you for as long as we both shall live. And it's time for my ring man. Come on over here, Nicholas. All right. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to put these right here so we can get everything just right. I tell you what, that Nicholas is a sharp looking fella, isn't he? Where's the other There we go, honey. Thank you. All right. Get this one here. I don't want to get these mixed up. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to get them mixed up here. Oh my goodness. You know, as we look at the ring, I often think about, you know, many times when I'm doing a wedding, I think about this, this being a perfect circle and perfect love that God has for us. And in the Bible, the Bible talks about gold and silver being pure and being worth something. And the love that God has for you guys is just amazing. But the love that you have for one another is equally amazing. So, I'm going to get my hand right here. I'm going to jump back in. Scott, I can give you that ring right there. I want you to put that on the sweetest hand, all right? I want you to repeat after me. With this ring, I pledge you my love and commitment to our new life together as husband and wife. With this ring, I pledge you my love and commitment to our new life together as husband and wife. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus for my brother and sister now to be husband and wife. To extend the family here, KTP, for each one out here to just celebrate with us, Lord. Father, I thank you. I pray a blessing over them as they move forward. I pray that, you know what, that they're slow to anger, quick to forgive. And always remember about today. When they look at that ring, I pray that it's it's so much more than just a ring. It's a symbol of their love. It's a symbol of the commitment that they made for each one today. We thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you for family. We thank you for grace, forgiveness. And we thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name. You may now kiss your wife. <laughs> well, Amen. Hey, the cake's melting, bro. <laughs> Let me introduce to you, Mr. and Mrs. Scott Emerson. Woo-hoo! All right. Everybody stay.